participated in speech contests, but I was afraid of, of speaking in front of an audience. I had that fear about that. And so when the English teacher who also directed the speech program talked to me my freshman year, at the beginning of my freshman year about doing this, I was hesitant. And then she gave me the rule book. She said, read this, just read it and come back in a couple of days and we'll talk about this again. Well, I... This is Scratch Your Own Itch, the one show that delivers the conversations that we're afraid to share, but need to. This show is all about creating a life worth living. I'm Logan Tyler Nelson, and I'm your host. So you're going to hear conversations with creators and entrepreneurs talk about what they do, their current and past traumas, how they became who they are, and what they are truly curious about. This is the show where we talk about the things we think about a lot, but need to talk about more. Please take note that this show is not a substitute for actually creating a life worth living, because this show will stir your beliefs, make you question what it means to create a life worth living. So my promise to you is to always give you one question to answer for yourself today, to start turning your dreams into a reality. My curiosity question for you is, do you know what success looks like for you? All right, so it's a little different for everybody because some people think success is having lots of money. Some people think success is having an incredible physique. Some people see success as just having enough money to pay the bills and then go out and drink on the weekends. But today, Get excited because I'm interviewing the one and only Brian K. Wright, who has interviewed some of the most successful people ever to walk this entire planet. He has 400, 500 plus interviews. It doesn't really say how many interviews he has on his show, but he's done a lot. He's been at it for two plus years. And today I am going to share him with you. I'm super, super pumped for this because... If you want to know a little bit about Brian, Brian is the founder of Brian Wright International, whose mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. With extensive experience teaching and training in academic and corporate environments, he understands that many people live far beneath their potential, primarily because they don't really believe they deserve success. But we're going to debunk that today. And we're going to go into this series, which I call I Love Interviews. And we're going we're gonna to just geek out on podcasting as well as the art of the interview and what a successful interview is. So without further ado, give a huge warm welcome to the one and only Brian K. Wright. Hi, how are you? Good, good. Thank you so much, man, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Oh, I'm so happy to be here with you. Dude, me too, man. So, uh, yeah, this is kind of like I'm scratching my own itch with interviews and, and the art of interviewing. And 
sort of like, you know, what makes up a good interview. But before we get into that, I, I would love to kind of, you know, take it back a little bit, put it in reverse and reverse engineer this ship and see exactly how Brian got to where he is and um, his podcasting journey. Yeah. It's really interesting because I've always had some level of interest in doing radio. Uh, when I was in high school, I competed in speech contests, but I was afraid of, of speaking in front of an audience. I had that fear about that. And so when the English teacher who also directed the speech program talked to me my freshman year, at the beginning of my freshman year about doing this, I was hesitant. And then she gave me the rule book. She said, read this, just read it and come back in a couple days and we'll talk about this again. Well, I noticed there was an event called Radio News Announcing, which incidentally was the only event that did not require me to face my audience. I was in a separate room from the audience and the judges. And the only person in the room with me was the guy who was throwing flashcards my way to let me know how much time I had left. You were given 30 minutes to edit a five minute radio broadcast. And so you were evaluated and given a rating based on how well you did or did not do that. And I loved it. In fact, I did so well that I was told I couldn't do that event again because in, in the state that I grew up in, in Iowa, there was a rule that if you got a one at state an event, you had to pick a different event the following year. And that was to encourage you to broaden your horizons a little bit. So the following year, I did have to actually pick an event that, I, that had me face an audience and it was fine. Uh, but radio has always been something that has been interesting to me and I've always been told that I have a voice for it and a friend of mine who was working with the Toginet Radio Network at the time uh, talked to me about doing my own show and I had to think about it for a little while and I finally did decide that this would be a great idea and so in January 2012 I had my first episode with Hal Elrod and this is before he wrote the book the miracle morning which has taken off and exploded into many many different books and a whole movement but i got to interview him before that all happened and then i got to interview him again after he released the book and then just a few weeks ago i interviewed him again now that it's a whole entire movement and we had such a great show together in fact i'm going to have episode number 300 in two or three months and it's a weekly show so I've been doing this for six and a half years and I'm so fired up and excited. I've gotten to interview some really incredible world-class achievers. In fact, some of my favorite interviews have been compiled into a book that got released a few months ago called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers. And it's on um, Amazon. It's in Barnes & Noble. In fact, I'm doing a bookstore signing in a Barnes & Noble store here in Arizona tomorrow and another one next weekend. So repurposing content from your podcast or your radio show is really golden because not everyone will hear your radio show. Not everyone will read your book. Not everyone will read something that you've written. But if you put your content out there in many different ways, then eventually someone will stumble upon it. It's like the whole blind squirrel theory. If a blind squirrel will find what it needs eventually. So it's, it's fun. I love doing my radio show. I love interviewing people. Uh, and I've interviewed a lot of people that, that you know. So it's pretty cool. I get to sit at their feet and listen to their wisdom. And some of the questions I ask because I personally want to know, but I know that I can't be the only one who has that question. So I don't feel selfish about some of the questions that I ask because I know that if I am focused on my audience, and that's a real key, if I'm focused on my audience and what they get out of it, it's a much better experience for everyone. I've been interviewed by people who have made it all about themselves and not about the guest. And you can smell that a mile away. And it's not fun to be on those interviews. It's just not. 
but uh, it's it's been really fun on this journey. And being an interviewer makes me a better guest. At one to one point, believe it or not, I was uh, really nervous about being a guest on other people's shows because I like being on my side of the mic where I get to do all the asking of questions, but I'm fine with it now. It's just with anything, the more you do something, the better you get. And anything worth doing, you need to be willing to be bad at it at first. Yeah, man. Oh, man. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm totally geeking out with a huge smile on my face right now. Because, yeah, like, first of all, like being on the interviewer side of the mic, it is, it is, it is a lot of preparation. Mm-hmm. You know, you, it is. you have to get ready. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a lot, right? I mean, it it's is. A, and you can also tell who has not prepared because sometimes people, people look at Gary Vee and they think he's just winging it and he's just being raw and real. Well, let me tell you, there's a difference between being raw and being unorganized. And most people don't ride that fine line very well. If you have not prepared for your show with me, it means that you don't care about your audience, you don't care about your show, and you don't care about your guest. And I have a hard time respecting that. My level of preparation, I would like to believe, is legendary. I mean, I prepare very much. I usually have twice, well, not twice as many, but I usually have way more questions for my guest than I need because I have one hour. I am constricted by my format. I am on a live internet radio station, so it's a live show every single week, and that's the thing that a lot of people are afraid of doing too is, what if I screw up? Well, you know, I have a producer who can edit some things out after the show is done, and that's the version that gets put in the archives. But I'm not afraid of it. It's, it's fun. It's like being on stage and doing a play and you're an actor you've done that a lot and so some actors like doing the live plays some people prefer doing film and television where things can be edited and you can try it again and again and again and again until you get the right take Ah, let's just get it done let's just get it over with whatever happens on stage happens and i guess i won't do it that way the next time if it didn't go right it you just try things so i love live radio but i gotta tell you you gotta be prepared for just about anything. And so I like having more questions than I need because I don't always know how my guest is going to respond. I've had guests who can talk for hours, if I let them, about the thing that they do. And there are other people who will give short one or two sentence answers and then they stop talking. And I ask myself, are you really done answering that question? I guess I better have a whole bunch of questions for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. And it's kind of the coolest thing ever, though, because it always keeps you on your toes and surprises you and keeps going, okay, I got to really be listening. Um, Mm -hmm. And and also to take them outside of that, uh, I think, remote dialogue, where if they have been on a lot of shows – like to me is is a skill that you really have to do as a as an interviewer and go like hey are you someone who's trying to build your online presence and you're finding out that it takes some time a lot of time and someone might recommend hey you should write a book and become an expert in that area so you're known for that one thing well a book <laughs> as I've gone through it and come to find takes a long time. It takes about another year and a half. But that doesn't mean that you can't become known for your thing. I think the best way to do this is through starting a podcast and getting a website out there. 
that can archive all the work and the content and the area of expertise that you want to be known for. Because you want to be the go-to guy when someone thinks of, hey, I want to get in really good shape, but heck, I don't know what it's going to take. And you know that your area of supremacy, as I dub it, is to get someone into really great shape. And what if you could bring on other influencers that already have a name for themselves online onto your own podcast to create content to rank in really well to be to be the go-to guy when it comes to being the enthusiast that you wish you were online to be the influencer that you wish you were online to be known as the expert If you look at what's been happening in the world, it's all going towards online. So if you're still running a business and overhead's high, please reach out. Logan at LoganTylerNelson.com And this is a service where it's a done-for-you podcast. We'll get you systematically hooked up to where you have a website, your podcast, and a really get you on the roll to where your job is just to come in and have the fun part which is interviewing the experts that you wish you could align yourself with more and to start actually making some noise and disrupt this whole idea that it takes another year to get really known for your area of expertise so if this at all interests you just email me, logan at logantylernelson.com. Again, that's logan at logantylernelson.com. Like, I've heard you say this exact story, and you're just kind of now on, you're, you're, you're on just like robot mode, and I don't want yeah. you to be in robot mode. Yeah. So what helps you to really... Um, kind of like listen and and if they start going to robot mode to be like hey 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 uh and like key them back into what's gonna actually separate your show from everybody else's show now because they've already said that story like seventeen thousand times uh, sometimes i'll ask for an additional story nice i love that Dude, that's, yeah. a huge, that's huge. That's a huge tip. Like hey can we get another story or maybe even like in the pre-interview like ask them like Hey, um, give us a story that you haven't told anybody before. Yeah. So. I used to do, I used to do pre-calls and then I had a guest who said, I, I don't do pre-calls with people. I've done this thousands of times. I'm a pro at it and I trust whatever you choose to ask me. And so I only do pre-calls with people that I don't know and have been referred to me by other people. What I will usually do is I will listen. I will find online instances where they've been interviewed by other people. So I can listen to the sound of their voice. I can listen to the way they talk. I can listen for such things as do they elaborate on their answers uh, or are they the type of person that gives really short answers to the questions? And sometimes, and here's, here's another tip. This is huge. It's not just what a guest is saying. It's what a guest is not saying. 
If you can listen for what they are not saying, that's a clue as to what kind of question to ask next because it means they've left something out, not intentionally, but there's a hole in the story and you just need to say, oh, well, let me ask you about this. What, a, what if this? or why. How questions and why questions are always really good at drawing people out. If you're asking who, what, where, when, those are questions that are you know, pretty superficial. You can answer those and the answers aren't terribly long. But if you're asking how, and if you're asking why, it forces someone to explain themselves further and it draws them out a little bit more. And if someone's not really willing to answer how or why, they're just not a good guest. <laughs> I love it. I they're love they're it. not because if they're afraid of spilling their secrets in front of the whole world, I got to tell you, there's a huge difference between knowing what someone does and being able to execute it. It's like football. You might have a pretty good idea whether a team's going to run or pass on the next play, but that doesn't mean you know how to stop them. If the other team has better athletes and you know they're going to run the ball and they've got big, you know, offensive linemen right up front and they're team members are bigger than yours, they're just going to blow right over you. You can know that you better stop the run on this play, but it doesn't mean you can. Dude, I love that. So, yeah. so what I'm getting from all this, Brian, is, is you, you interview successful people. Mm -hmm. And now from doing that, like I, 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 I listen to you and I go, wow, he, he, he speaks in the exact same way and tender that these successful people that he's had on his shows also speak of too. Like, like what uh, makes someone go from good to great. So let me ask you mm -hmm. if you think this quote applies. The thing that we want to learn the most is probably the thing we should be teaching. What do you think about that? I think that's valid. It really is because I'll tell you, when I was teaching, when I was teaching in college, I found that I learned just as much, if not more, than my students. In fact, one time, they needed someone to teach economics for a six-week term because the, the person who taught that wasn't available. And I'm like, I have never taken an economics class, much less taught one. Oh, well, here's the book. Just stay one day ahead of your class. I'm like, that's really scary. That's a very scary idea. And one of my students asked me because they had taken speech and English from me. And so she asked me in front of the whole room, what qualifies you to teach this class? I don't remember what I said, but the answer must have been okay. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell her or the class that I was only one day ahead of them. But you, you just have to prepare. You just have to be prepared. I love it. I love it. It's yeah. all in the pre preparation. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. it. I, and, and that's a very interesting too. I feel like that's a, a kind of your new definition of success is mm -hmm. um, a leader doesn't have to know the next 10 years of a plan, but they just have to know the next day of a plan, which yeah. maybe give, maybe giving some, um, some allowance to those who are like, gosh, I'm so, I'm, so, I'm kind of scared about being, being behind the mic or whatever. Right. And, and a lot of people want to see the entire path unfold before them, before they start something. It, it never happens like that. If you are driving from LA to New York at night, you can't see, well, first of all, you can't see New York from LA anyway, even if you're in an airplane. But the headlights are only going to illuminate, you know, a couple hundred feet or so in front of you. And once you've traveled that, it illuminates the next 200 feet or so and so on. That's how you drive at night. If it didn't do that, you couldn't drive at night. You just have to see 
what the next step is. And sometimes if you've got a big plan, you just try and reverse, reverse engineer it if you can. Okay, I'm here, so how did I get here from there? You know, how did I get from Z to Y? How did I get from Y to X? And plan it backwards that way. But yeah, it's so interesting. You just have to know what your goal is, be flexible in how you get there because things change, life happens. And if that plan involves other people, which it almost always does, they have their own plans and their own agenda too. The great leader is the one who is able to help them see that helping you benefits them too. So I got to ask you then, Brian, yeah. what, do you, what, do you, what do you think out of all the interviews you've done, if you look back and you go, okay, this one trait is in pretty much every single person that I've had on, do you think that there's, there's an overlining trait? I think there are probably several, but I think the one that sticks out the most is they never, ever gave up on themselves. They never gave up on themselves. They believed they had a powerful burning desire to do something significant in the world they figured out what it was and they just were not going to be stopped. I love that. That's so awesome. Consistency is key. Yes. So awesome. That's so it is. Um, So I've got to kind of peel back the curtain a little bit. I think that, um, Ooh, he says, uh, I love it. Number one. (laughs) Well, I want to just peel back the curtain and, Mm. and ask you how your radio show or your podcast, however you'd like to refer to it, kind of implements into your business. Could you give a quick rundown of how it's, how it's helped your business and, and grown it? I think it's given me a credibility edge. I mean, lots of people do podcasts. Not everyone does them well and not everyone does it for the long term. Some people do a few episodes and then they'll quit. They're expecting instant gratification. They're expecting that lots of people will want to work with them now that they've shared their thoughts on the air for you know a few episodes. Well, this is the springboard by which I do everything else. So this is the way I've built my brand is I've done my radio show. And I realized that I've so much incredible content that I can repurpose it in a lot of different ways. One of them is through Success Profiles Magazine, which I had my first issue back in December 2017. And in fact, I'm in the process of turning uh, my current issue over to my graphic designer now so that he can start working on it. Bill Walsh is on the cover from uh, uh, Power Team. He's really incredible. I've interviewed him twice. He's a, a fountain of information for starting your business and growing it and and monetizing whatever you're doing. He's great. So the radio show has been a brand building and credibility piece and the magazine is an extension of it and my books are an extension of it. And here's the thing, I can place ads on my show for the other things that I do. And so people who have subscribed, they'll hear those ads. It's like, oh, Brian is a ghostwriter. He writes books. Oh, Brian has a magazine. And so you're just constantly putting that thought into people's heads that perhaps, oh, maybe this guy is a source of someone who can, who can help me. And I'm going to do my first live event in about three months or so. And I'm going to start formulating an ad for that and putting that on my show so that people will know that there will be a live event in Phoenix, most likely November 30th and December 1st. I mean, who wouldn't want to be in Phoenix in in November, right after Thanksgiving. Who wouldn't want to do that? Get out of the cold, get away from the snow if you want to for a few days and enjoy some nice 
sunshine where it probably will be about 70 degrees that weekend. Why not? And here's some great speakers and learn something. Who wouldn't want to do that? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, and that's the coolest part that I think you took out of that is, is that everyone benefits with podcasting. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's the one medium or your radio show where it's the one medium where like the, the, the audience benefits, the, the host benefits, the guest benefits and, and being able to kind of like, you don't know. I, I think it's funny because like, uh, people talk about the quote, like luck. Like I had to, mm-hmm. I had to have some, some luck in, in my uh, journey and that's how I became successful. And I think after really like reflecting on what luck is, I think it's just a residue of good design. And mm-hmm. I've heard that quote and that's my favorite quote ever. And I think good, the, the design is sometimes the people that you just know and connect mm-hmm. with. And, yeah. and now that you've met all these people, how do you, continue to cultivate these relationships instead of just having them on your podcast for the last six years instead of to really like build upon that relationship. Yeah. I think the fact that I've got a magazine now has been really, really helpful because I get other people to contribute articles. And so I can reach back to my Rolodex, so to speak. And I start with people who are on my show. I start also with people who are in my current network on social media. And I ask them, Hey, you know, I've got a magazine and I have a special edition or I might have a certain theme or, or not, but would you like to write an article? And it's interesting too, because some people will, and some people will say they will, and then they don't for whatever reason life happens. Uh, But it's a way for me to work with someone again. And it's a way for me to stay on the top of their mind. And heck, you know, when you, when you do that, when you, I think that's the secret to success right there. Mm-hmm. Um, if there is any secrets, um, but you can only make yourself successful until you make someone else super successful. So yeah, mm-hmm. you're giving you're giving them a platform to just shine, man. That is right. I love that, man. Yeah. Where did you Where did you first learn of this concept of magazines? Of or- of of making someone else the oh. the superstar of the platform. It's, it's interesting. Uh, it was pretty early on in my radio show journey, and I realized, and I can't remember if someone pointed this out to me, but I listened to some of my earlier episodes back in year number one, and there were times where I would interject and share my own story after they shared their story. And for someone who doesn't know me very well, they might listen to some of those episodes and go, oh, he's just trying to top the story that his guest just told. That's the last thing I want people to perceive of me. I want my, my guest to be the star. They are, I mean, I'm hosting the show, but I want to make it about them. I have been on shows where the host makes it all about themselves. They're constantly self-promoting the way they ask their questions makes it very apparent that they're trying to Jones for a compliment. That's eh, not really what I'm doing. I, I prefer to eliminate other people because if you help other people look good, then they will want to do something for you in return. It cannot help but happen. And so when you have people like a Kevin Harrington on your show or a Sharon Lecter and, and you see these people at events, they remember who you are. They'll call you by name. In fact, uh, Sharon Lecter was on my show and she's in my book, but uh, I was talking to a, a good friend of mine who's also very good friends with Sharon Lecter 
And she asked him, when is it my turn to be on the cover of Brian's magazine? And so he's like, dude, you got to have Sharon Ledger in your cover. I'm like, I was totally planning it, but let's do it sooner than later. <laughs> and she was very appreciative. I saw her at an event three weeks ago and she says, thank you for all the support you've given me this year because my book came out in April. Her issue of Success Profiles magazine came out in May. So I've promoted her twice in less than a month and she loved it. So you got to promote for other people. In fact, I'm going to ask some of these people to speak at my event. And that's the other thing too, is when you've built uh, a network, you can ask them for things and they will do it if it's in their schedule. You're not approaching them from, Hey, I need it. I want to take from you. You can smell those people a mile away. I approach people so that I can help them. And I would, of course, like to get something out of it too, but I would really like to help them too. And, and that's really what it's all about. You have to be a giver. Bob Berg wrote a great book called The Go-Giver. You know, you've heard of that book. You've interviewed him too, right? Yep. Yep. Amazing. Yep. Yeah. He's amazing. I've had him on my show twice. He had another book after The Go-Giver. We talked about that too. He's great. Uh, wonderful and very generous uh, in a lot of ways. So you, you just learn that successful people are very approachable and they are genuine, and they are giving. And they're, in some cases, much more accessible than you would think. Yeah, 100%, man. Um, I just got to commend you, though, for knowing that, 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 that you learned that early on, and you kept on doing it, and you continue to be creative and find new ways, like with your podcast, your ghostwriting, now you're doing the magazine. Amazing. I want to um, uh, start wrapping this up, so I'm going to do like five sort of 30 seconds or less questions with you, man. And then okay. um, we'll end it strong. Awesome. Sweet. So the first one is um, if you could uh, interview anyone dead or alive, who would it be and why? I think it would be very interesting to interview Jesus. I, I, for, for hopefully obvious reasons, uh, he's amazing. Uh, I think it would be also really, really cool to interview some of our past U.S. presidents. I think George Washington would be interesting. I think Abe Lincoln would be interesting. That's a man who did not ever give up in the face of many, many, many defeats. And him having to face the prospect of our country being torn apart, and he held it together. Uh, man, that's, that is intense, and it's insane. I think Churchill would be fascinating. I like it. I like it. I think you're very uh, right on um, with the with the choices that you picked. And none of those people uh, would be boring to sit down with for sure. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> What's one of your favorite podcasts recently that you've listened to? Other than my own, I would have to say Jeremy Slate's Create Your Own Life is one of my favorites. He is the consummate professional. He is intense, energetic. He's been on my show twice and he's fantastic to work with and he's always super helpful and and very insightful so i love listening to him and he's a very good interviewer as well 100 percent, 100 percent. um i would love to know what one of your favorite quotes are that you try to live by every single day tony robbins in his book unleash the giant within had a chapter about metaphors and how metaphors guide how we think of things guides how we interact and move through life. In fact, one of my favorite metaphors that he shares in that book is that life is like a Jeopardy game. All the answers are on the board. The winner is the one who asks the right questions. And isn't that really true? That presupposes to me that there is always an answer for everything. 
And we just have to ask the right question in order to unlock the answer that already exists. I love it. I love this. Um, so second to last questions, where's one place people can find more of Brian K. Wright? BrianKWright.com, B-R-I-A-N-K-W-R-I-G-H-T, BrianKWright.com. It has a page for my podcast, a page for all my books that I've written, a page for uh, inquiry about ghostwriting, if that's something that you want to do, have me do with you, or to coach you through writing a book. So everything you need to know is at BrianKWright.com. Oh, man, I love that. And then um, I, I'm, I, this, is, this one I'm excited for you to answer is what's your own definition of success, Brian? I think time freedom is a huge component of that. If you can spend time doing what you want to do in the service of other people whenever you want to, and to be able to surround yourself with the people who you love and love you, what better way is there to live life than that? And I think we'll uh, wrap it up there, folks. Thank you so much for coming on. Brian, this has been great. I know that we will stay connected, uh, but yeah. Reach out, uh, do a, a little, um, if you heard something that Brian or I said, do some quotables, like tweet it, Facebook it, Instagram it. LinkedIn is where I hang out the most right now. Mm. So if you want to tag me in a LinkedIn post or tag Brian, and uh, I would love, love to read uh, a review or something that you said about the show mm-hmm. on the next show. So I love it. Thank you so much, Brian, man. You're welcome, Logan. Thank you. Love it girls across the nation that eat this up Babe, I know that it's your song, but could you better lead up Get down to the heart of it, though It's my heart, your shit out of your luck Don't make me tell you again Woo! Wow, you made it to the very end of the show Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Scratch Your Own Itch with your host, Logan Tyler Nelson. To make it to the end? Gosh, that doesn't happen very much nowadays. I mean, especially with the constant distraction. So, I appreciate all of the efforts that you just took out of your day to make it to the end. And if you hit that subscribe button and leave a review, you would have no idea what that would mean to me. So thank you so much for taking the time to hit that subscribe button. And if you leave a review, check it out. Just screenshot it, send it to me, and I'd love to host your review out on the show. But don't ever forget, like I say, you matter and you're enough. Love is the main reason for how all this happened Love for all my fans, love for all the shows Got love for all my memories, no matter where I go Even if I'm out to nothing, I know there's always something It's not a fitness test, but it'll always